And welcome everybody. Another Q&A session. This time we're going to talk all about what's going on in Washington. And my name is Andy Johnson. I'm the co-founder of Pfizer Johnson Company. I've got with me today the sales tax expert for e-commerce sellers, Mike Fleming. How you doing, Mike? Hi, Andy. Hey, good to see you. Thank you. Good so to see Mike, you also. No, thank you. Um, I've got some questions from people uh, regarding the Washington situation with Amazon. And I just want to cover some of those. And uh, then we'll go back and forth. And uh, so let me share uh, my screen here, which is um, the Amazon Seller Central, where it's basically saying what's going on in Washington. So, Mike. Confirm for me that Washington, in Washington, Amazon automatically calculates, collects, and remits sales tax. Yes, Washington, as a matter of fact, is the only state right now where uh, Amazon is collecting and remitting the sales tax uh, for all sellers. They'll collect sales tax in other states if you tell them to, but then you're responsible for remitting it. This is entirely different. They're going to remit that sales tax on your behalf. Okay, but I thought uh, Amazon collects tax everywhere already and have been doing so for a year. Uh, and they have, um, but that's on their own sales. So what we're talking about right now are third-party sellers. So if you're a third-party seller, Amazon will not collect tax on your behalf anywhere except the state of Washington. In all other states, you can tell Amazon to collect that tax but you've got to take proactive action in order to do that. And um, Amazon's just going to send you the money in your normal disbursements. They don't break it out. Um, and then you're responsible for making sure that that money gets to the states and for filing a return. Okay, good. Thank you for clarifying that. I, I know there's a lot of confusion because, you know, the third-party sellers, which from what I understand is, half of Amazon sales are done through third-party sellers uh, get easily confused on this. I mean, anybody does when it comes to sales tax. So Amazon collects tax everywhere. It's interesting because Amazon years ago, not that long ago, was one of the chief proponents of uh, remote sellers, online sellers should never have to collect sales tax. Absolutely. And that was actually part of their business model. You know, I learned that from reading uh, the book, The Everything Store, Amazon's, one of their big reasons for being in business, big strategies was they didn't have to charge sales tax. And uh, now they've gone full circle to where they collect tax on all their sales everywhere and basically encouraging uh, the states, the Congress, wherever they can do it, to require many online sellers to collect tax. And they offer the ability, as you mentioned, for that they will collect tax on behalf of all third-party sellers. Uh, even it's a, it's a revenue maker for them now, right? Because they charge 2.9% of all tax collected if you ask them to collect tax on your behalf. Absolutely. And, and Andy, I, I want to follow up on what you said there. Um, I think this is important because a lot of sellers, uh, they think that if they start collecting tax, their sales are going to fall off. And, you know, just look at Amazon's business model. It's totally changed. And when they first started out, a lot of people were just online to shop because 
they were avoiding sales tax. That's really not the case anymore, especially since Amazon's collecting tax everywhere. Uh, the models changed. Now people are shopping online more for uh, the diversity of selection, um, uh, the ease of having it delivered to your house and not having to go out and fight the crowds at the store. So really the, the reasons why people are shopping online have really uh, changed and we're not seeing a noticeable drop off mm -hmm. uh, on anyone's sales today. Four right. or five years ago, 15, 20%. Today, not appreciable. Right. I've actually written an article about this, and there have been some academic studies. And I know from talking to Amazon insiders that that was a big concern for them. When they started charging sales tax anywhere, would this dramatically impact their sales numbers? And the fact is that they did drop some. And the academic studies show that sales do drop some. It's not... It's not, uh, you know, totally uh, resistant to change on that. But Amazon, and I think most sellers are finding this, uh, has found to their surprise that it didn't impact it in nearly what they thought it would be. Uh, now, if you sell, you know, uh, from your own website, you sell strictly very big equipment, you know, motorhomes or something, uh, then sales tax can make, can move the needle on someone's purchase decision. But the typical FBA seller, uh, it's not going to change it, right? Um, you, you have a much bigger risk if you don't charge the sales tax um, than if you charge it and a few customers here and there don't, don't uh, complete the, the uh, shopping cart. Yeah, it, it, here's one area, and this is, you know, there's divided thought on this. Uh, it could impact uh, whether or not you get the buy box. Um, and there's, you know, amongst all of these big, uh, you know, Amazon gurus, there's, there's not agreement amongst them as to whether it does or not. But not, not too much other than that on the uh, nowadays. Um, historically, yes. Very good. All right. So I've got some... Uh, a couple other questions. So we're saying uh, we're reading this deal from Amazon and they're automatically calculating, collecting and remitting for third party sellers in only one state right now. That's Washington. And they started on January 1st of this year. So we've had people ask us, well, since Washington is now, Amazon is now collecting tax for us in Washington, sales tax. So can we just stop, can we deregister in Washington? What's the process for deregistering? Should we, how do we do it? There is a process, there's a process to deregister in every state, but my recommendation would be no. Um, while Amazon is paying, uh, collecting and remitting the sales tax, they're not paying your business and occupation tax or the B&O tax. Uh, the B&O tax is a gross receipts tax. It's actually filed as part of the sales tax form. And it's, uh, for most of you, it's going to be roughly 0.47% um, of the uh, gross sales into the state of Washington. And what Washington has said is that every FBA seller needs to be registered in the state of Washington. And you need to report 100% of your sales onto this form. Uh, by the way, if you have Nexus, um, it, it, not if you have Nexus, it does create Nexus. And if you're selling on multiple platforms, 
then you need to collect tax on all those other platforms and report the sales tax on this return too. Okay, so let me just pause right there. So if you're an Amazon FBA seller and you have inventory in Washington, uh, you may not have to worry about collecting sales tax in Washington because Amazon's doing that and remitting it, but it doesn't mean you don't have Nexus there anymore. Correct. And if you make sales through some other platform, some other uh, merchant, through your own website or for whatever reason, you still have to collect sales tax on those sales in Washington. Absolutely. That's, that's the position Washington takes. Yeah. Yeah. It makes total sense. Um, and so you're saying that on your actual return, you have to get a report of all your sales in Washington through Amazon, through whatever other platform, eBay, Walmart, through your own website, um, and report a hundred percent of your sales at the top. Correct. So that's where the B and O is. And then it's going to flow down into the sales tax return and you're going to file your, uh, prepare your sales tax return just like you always have, or someone's going to do it on your behalf. Only now there, you, you know, there's an extra step in there. Now you have to take a credit for the tax that Amazon paid on your behalf. So, uh, you've got to report 100% of the sales, but then you have an offsetting credit uh, for those Amazon sales. And this needs to be done. Let's say Amazon is the only platform you're selling through. You still need to do it. So your sales tax should net out to zero, but it still has to be on that return. And you're going to have to pay that B&O tax to the state of Washington. All right. So the question was, can you deregister? And you can always do whatever you want, but the state of Washington would say, no, you're, you still have Nexus here. We still want you to report all your sales. Uh, and plus you have the B&O tax. Correct. So, so, you know, this is something that many people have clamored for, right? We need to, Amazon needs to collect our tax. They're, they're the seller. And so Washington is the first one that also agreed with them and got Amazon to do it. But as you look at it, has this made things, did we, should we be careful what we ask for maybe? Absolutely. Because at, at best, this has just made those of you who are already registered, this has made your life more complex or the people who file your tax returns more complex. For those of you who are not registered, Washington has all of this information at their fingertips because Amazon, if you look at your payment reports, you're going to see on every transaction in Washington how much tax um, that they are collecting on your behalf and that they're remitting to Washington. If Washington doesn't have access to that data now, uh, remember states are, are going after Amazon at this point. It's, it's, they're going to have it at some point. They've already told us they plan on pursuing uh, FBA sellers for uh, past liabilities. They're, they're still going to be doing that. And anyone that they've currently found, they're not cutting them any slack whatsoever. Uh, they're not giving up that 39% interest rate. They're not giving up, excuse me, penalty rate. They're not giving up any of the interest and they're not cutting deals on the back taxes. So uh, what I'm worried about is that this has made it easier for Washington to see who the sellers are 
Um, they've got all this information right at their fingertips, and are we going to see them start pursuing more and more sellers rather than less? So uh, exactly like you said, be careful of what you wish for. Um, it, it's not always the, the panacea that we, we think it is. Yeah, it's gotten worse in Washington from just a pure administrative hassle standpoint, not better. It's made, Washington, yeah. made Washington's life a lot easier. Yeah, that's for sure. And that's how states always do it. Yeah, that's another thing people are clamoring for the Congress to get involved. And what's the chance that Congress will make things easier? Not, not a great chance. I have another question for you, Mike. Uh, for people who have been audited, you know, we have clients under audit in Washington right now. So now that Amazon has agreed, effective January 1, 2018, to start collecting, remitting, you know, calculating, collecting, remitting, you would think, or some people have said, I don't think this, but other people have said, so that means Washington will drop these audits because it's not, a, not an issue anymore. Is that what we're finding? We're finding that people are saying that. Um, we're not finding that Washington is agreeing with that logic. Um, they are, they're holding fast to their guns. Um, and, you know, I, I don't know of anyone whether they're an attorney and they're taking them through the court system um, or whether they're fighting it through the administrative process. Uh, I don't, haven't even heard of anyone being successful. That doesn't mean that there's not someone out there, but if they are, uh, they're not telling anyone about it. So we haven't seen this yet, but other people are saying that uh, now Washington won't even initiate any. So they're not, we know that they're not dropping prior audits. Is there, is, is Washington saying they won't initiate any audits of past tax exposure in Washington? Two parts here. So I'm, I'm going to address one. Um, the way the law is written, if there's a mistake and Amazon can lay it on your feed, for example, say you put something in the wrong category, uh, Amazon's not responsible for that. You as the seller are responsible for that. So uh, the state of Washington will be coming after individual sellers when there are mistakes that are made that cause uh, uh, shortages of tax to be collected. Okay, so let me give an example of that that I see what you're saying. So even going forward, so let's say we're January 2020, 23, uh, and Washington audits Amazon and just reviews what they're remitting tax on. And some seller has coded their sales of, of um, hairbrushes to a clothing category or something that's, um, or food or something that's not taxable in Washington. Uh, and so Amazon didn't, you know, it's automatic. They didn't collect tax on that. So if that was Amazon products, they would get assessed in that audit. So the audit would come up and say, hey, you, you didn't collect tax on all these hairbrushes, and you should have. Well, Amazon will say, hmm, let me look. And, and they see that the seller coded that as food, which, and, and therefore we didn't collect tax. Therefore, that's the seller's problem. And the law agrees that then the state would go against the seller, the actual seller. Right. And we're not talking about tax categories now. What we're talking about are listing categories. So sometimes it's an honest mistake. 
sometimes you're you know trying to get into a gated category and you can't get in so you want to sell it anyway you call it something else uh, that's what we're talking about at, okay. at, at this point sometimes it's done purposely sometimes it's it's done by you know an accident inadvertently yeah inadvertently hmm. all right so uh, that was part a of the question um, how is this going to work going forward but will in, in Washington's ongoing efforts to root out potential non-taxpayers, do you think they'll, they'll start an audit against somebody that, in like from 2016, that had Nexus in Washington, even though Amazon's collecting tax for them after January 2018? Yeah, in my conversations with the state, they said absolutely. They're still going to be pursuing sellers. Now, my question is, how are they going to find them? Because the way they were finding them in the past is they were going into their account and they were acting uh, like a a seller. Um, and if you weren't collecting tax, then like they, a customer. Yeah. Like a customer. I'm sorry. Okay. Um, and if you weren't collecting tax, then they would track you down. If you were collecting tax, they would abandon the shopping cart. Um, tax is going to be collected everywhere now. So they're going to have to refine their approach. Maybe uh, at this point, they say anyone who's selling on Amazon is a, is a target. That's one way. It's made it a little bit easier. I don't have to know uh, anything else because we're saying everyone needs to be registered in the state of Washington now. So if you're selling on Washington, we're going to come after you. They still have to figure out who you are because not everybody has a, an account name that is close to their legal name. But here's what I'm most worried about. And this is with excuse me, Washington having all of that data right at their fingertips now. Um, Amazon is breaking it down. Go to your payment reports. Every single one of your transactions um, has the amount of tax on it that Amazon is going to be aggregating and remitting to the state on your behalf. Now, whether they share that information today or whether it's a year from now, at some point, I cannot imagine that Washington's not going to get their hands on this data. And that's how, that when that happens, that's a walk in the park. Yeah. That's, that's, that's how easy it's going to be for. Well, it's, it's already, you know, we used to talk about this like a, a fear of what could possibly happen. And people might say, oh, you're just imagining things. That states would, that Amazon would share information about sellers in states. And now we have the precedent of Massachusetts and Rhode Island. Um, so this is already happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's it's once it happens once, it's a lot easier for it to happen a second, a third, a fourth. We don't know who's going to ask Amazon for what, but I can't imagine it stopping with Rhode Island. Mm -hmm. Right. All right, I have a slightly different question, and we've talked about people who are registered in Washington. Can they deregister? So let's say that we have a seller that is – purely an FBA seller, no other platforms. <clears throat> and that's their only activity in Washington. So now that Washington is collecting or Amazon is collecting and remitting and uh, all that sales tax on their behalf, are they still required? And what do we recommend? Are they required to? And as a practical matter, what do we recommend? Are they, should they be registered in Washington? My answer to that question is yes. 
maybe. It depends on what we're talking about. How they register is, is another question. But when we're talking about materiality, and in general, we're going to say, let's look at the, the materiality. Um, the only materiality that's coming out of your pocket in Washington is the B&O tax, and it's only 0.47%. So you may not owe a whole lot of money for the B&O tax. So you would say, hey, that's not material. I don't care about that, so I'm not going to register. That's not why I'm telling you to register. I'm telling you to register as a protective measure because so long as you're registered up until this point, Washington hasn't gone after you. So at the very least, by registering, um, we're trying to play defense here. We're, we're trying to uh, protect um, um, you from Washington saying, oh, here's someone who's not filing the business and occupation tax and sales tax is being remitted for them. So they're going to send you out a Nexus questionnaire and they're going to ask you all about your past history. They're going to want to know how many years you've been selling in the state. And one of the first things they're going to do is ask for your inventory event detail report. And there's no lying once they have that. There's no hiding once they have that. They're going to see from the very first day when you've had inventory in Washington, and that's the day they're going to go back to the, all of the tax to that day, that 39% penalty to that day, and then the interest. Interest mm -hmm. not too bad in Washington. Most of the period, it's only been 2%. But that, that penalty more than makes up for the low interest rate. Speaking of penalty, uh, we have a, another Q&A session about the notice and reporting rules. But let's, since we're talking about Washington, so we talked about the B&O tax, we talked about the sales tax. Um, what about, how does notice, the notice and reporting rules work in Washington and how does that factor in here? Yeah, a lot of people are actually saying, this is getting too crazy. I'm just going to stop using the FBA program. I'm just going to self-fulfill. I may still sell on Amazon, but I'm just going to self-fulfill. Um, or sell on my own website or sell through eBay or whatever the, the option is in their business plan. With these notice and reporting requirements, though, um, if you get rid of the the nexus that the FBA program is creating for you, that doesn't mean you're scot-free. These states want a piece of that um, internet revenue. They, they all think they're losing out on billions of dollars, not millions. Um, so they're going to get you coming or going. And what Washington has said, if you don't have nexus, if you don't have any responsibility to collect our taxes whatsoever, and your sales are over $10,000 into our state, which is a really small number, then um, we want you to, to do these three things. Number one, give your customer a notice at the point of sale stating that uh, you're not required to collect tax, so therefore your customer must remit the tax uh, directly to the state of Washington. Uh, then by January 31st of every year, you have to do a similar letter, preferably by first-class mail, and it has to um, have a, a, a summary of the financial transactions that they've done with you or the transactions they've done with you through the year, not what you bought, just how much it cost. Um, and then by March 1st, you've got to turn that into the state. So that gets pretty onerous. We had one client who's not an FBA seller. 
um, who worked in the math. And he, and he said, are they out of their mind? This is going to put me out of business. And yeah, that's what their whole mindset is. They want to make your life so miserable that even though you don't have to register, you say, uncle, I give up. Um, I, I know I don't have to register. I know you can't make me register, but my life will be so much easier if I do register. And by the way, if you decide to go the other way, the fines are absolutely horrendous. Uh, minimum fine in Washington is uh, $20,000. And it's for each one of those things. Actually, uh, one of them is based upon what your revenue are. So the minimum there is 5000 So in theory, on $10,000 in revenue or in sales, whatever you, you want to call it there, you could have $45,000 in penalty because you missed one notice hmm. or one notice, uh, one name off your list when you remitted it to the state and one uh, letter at the end, end of the year. It's so much that you, you tempted to think, ah, the states won't even enforce that. But that is the law. There's no reason why they wouldn't. And we'll talk about this more in the next course, but people say, oh, the states will never be able to live with that. Well, this has been litigated for the past seven years. It started in Colorado, and it's actually been to the Supreme Court twice. Yeah. So most attorneys I talk to say they don't expect to see much relief um, from, the, from the judicial system. I mean, maybe in each individual state, there may be something that is uh, prohibited by that state's constitution, but in general, you know, we're not going to see much relief from the, in the state court system. All right, Mike. Well, that's all the questions I had. Is there anything else that you think you need to mention about Washington? No, um, other than, you know, if you ask me, what's the, the most aggressive state out there? What's the state you got to worry about the most? My answer is going to be Washington every time, even with uh, Amazon now collecting the tax. You know, there's some runner-ups, but Washington is by far the worst at this point. Hmm. All right. Great. All right, Mike. I want to say thank you so much for sharing that great information with us. And uh, we look forward to our next time of Q&A. Okay. Thanks, Andy. So long, everyone.